Welcome everyone, we're Simply Bitcoin. We break down the news from Twitter, the daily fail, meme review, software releases, hardware releases, and the websites by... Uh, we're gonna go with the plebs today, the websites by plebs. All right, let's go to the numbers, let's do it. Number time. Number time is brought to you by Bitcoin 2022. It's gonna be the largest Bitcoin conference ever. It's gonna be in sunny, sunny Miami. Take advantage of the link down below for 10% off your tickets to Bitcoin 2022. At the time of this recording, the block height is 709,435. The Bitcoin price 63,890. Chain rewrite day 767. Total public lightning capacity, 3,206.74, Moscow time, 15.65, and blocks to the halvening, 130,565. Nico, those numbers look like numbers. They, they look like numbers, dude. You know, it's just, it's just another day, another day consolidating. You know, it, one of the things that, that I, that, you know, because I'm, I'm, I hate saying war junkie. I'm a history junkie, right? And I read a lot, you know, I, I read a lot of World War II books, you know, Battle of Berlin, Battle of Stalingrad, you know, and just uh, stuff interests me. But the point is, is that the life of a soldier is waiting around, you know, most of the time, and they only see combat, you know, every once in a while. And that's mm. when the adrenaline hits in. And, you know, we are kind of fighting this information war and we are riding the Bitcoin roller coaster and it's kind of the same. You know, most days are like this, but it's the combat days, you know, just to make that analogy that you live for, you know, and those mm -hmm. days, you know, decades happen in days, you know, uh, but most of the days we just go sideways. So and it's really interesting how that works. That's some that that's some Nico wisdom right there. You know what? That that I like that. I like that. That's it's very well said. Yeah, and and you know what? Unfortunately, unfortunately, what happens sometimes is that during these quiet times, people people start to doubt themselves and they do stupid things and they shitcoin. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay? And then they get wrecked and then they get pissed. Then hopefully they learn a lesson. But I, I can I, I can tell you that that's you know that's that's part of the uh, you know that's part of the Bitcoin derangement syndrome, you know. So I, you start I, to sit there, you start to doubt yourself, you start to reflect on things. Like when when people overthink things, it's bad, you know. Like I can tell you when I overthink things, it it's it's really bad. And because I'm an introvert, um, I I overthink things a lot. So and and oftentimes I won't follow through with the extent of how I overthought them. Mm, interesting. Yeah. But yeah, dude, it, it's uh, it, it's the quiet times, and and from you know from my readings, Phil, it's the quiet times. Exactly what you were saying. It's the quiet times that get you. When you're in combat, you're ready, right? But it's all that time thinking, like, oh, I might die here, or or where's the Bitcoin price actually gonna go, or whatever. It's that that time where you're just sitting there and no action is happening. That's where the battle is mostly against yourself. Anyways, but before we move on to some hopium numbers, subscribe to our Rumble in case we get uh, booted from YouTube. You could also find us on Apple Podcasts and you could find us on Spotify and all the other 
podcast platforms as well. But anyways, Phil, I got some hopium. But it's not the type of hopium that you guys are, are used to. I'm not going to tell you that you're going to be a millionaire, but let's check out Glassnode. Give me and the drip. And then anyways, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Get ready. <laughs> okay, hopium. so this is called the Realize HODL Ratio. What does that mean? A high ratio is an indication of an overheated market and can be used to time cycle talk tops, right? So anyways, let's kind of compare, right? And again, we're not trying to speculate. We're not trying to say anything, right? But you could see the, the cycle tops, right? This was 2014. This was the first one in 2011. This was, you know, the, the pleb class where Phil and I got indoctrinated and went through a crucible of fire, right? Uh, the 2017 top. But as you can see, this top right here, we have not hit that red line at wow. all, Phil. We haven't. We've actually, you know, kind of gone sideways. And if you kind of look at, you know, the 2013, you know, kind of boom right it kind of had a very similar not the same right but yeah i'm trying, trying to talk about so anyways uh, anyways uh, i we, get what you're we do not like to tell you where the price is going to go but we do show you some interesting statistics some data that you could verify yourself and you could see and you can come to your own conclusions but I see that, Phil, and personally, I think that's very bullish, but that doesn't mean I'm right. What do you think, Phil? I hate getting excited, but that, that just made me excited. That I was like, I'm looking at that, I'm like, what? <laughs> that's, I know, we're not supposed to care, right? And it's not supposed to matter, but like that kind of matters. You know, that's, that's pretty big. That, that kind of tells us it's, uh, it's not over yet. But anyways, we digress, right? We digress. I know it's so hard. It's so hard not to get sucked into the opium. It's like I and see, this is the problem with the bias, right? Because you want to believe the things that you want to believe, you know, and and you want those things to be meaningful to you. And this is the you know, this is the issue, you know, so you see these things, they're meaningful to you and you want to believe them. So, you know, all the anyways. It's okay. You, you start connecting the dots. That yeah, are not there. Exactly. It's like this all makes sense. It all uh, makes sense, of course. It's Never all coming. Know. It's all coming together. But That's anyways, right. Phil, it's time for the daily fail. The daily fail is brought to you by Amber app. Check them out. Amber app. It's Bitcoin made easy. The easiest way to invest in Bitcoin. The link is down below. Yellow. Did you see that hopium? Amber. The smart way to stack sets. All right. One thing I always appreciate about Bitcoiners, okay, is that they will always remind you when you fuck up. They will. Anyways, fellow Bitcoiner, awesome Bitcoiner at Lim Limburg 3RT. Limburgert. I think, yeah, I just destroyed your name. I apologize. Anyways, here we go. At Coin Icarus, it was an honor to be on the meme review of Simply Bitcoin. It was really awesome. But weren't you supposed to use the fail above? Got things mixed up. Spent too much time in the mystery bus. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, my life is a mystery bus. So anyways, we are going to proceed as he is absolutely correct. I was supposed to use it. I even told him I was going to use it. And he called me on it. And let's dive into it. We've got two fails, but this is our first one. Here we go. Diving into a rug pull. 
Let's do it. This is, I believe, yeah, this is Reddit's cryptocurrency. We're on Reddit, too. We post every single day um, on, on the Bitcoin channel. Anyways, okay, let's dive into this. Here we go. This Redditor. I experienced my first rug pull today. Please be careful. Invest wisely. It's not an investment. Okay? See? Right there. That, that's how you end up in that situation. It's not an investment. Okay? Anyways. Last night, I heard about a launch on a new coin. Crypto hippies. A lot of TikTokers were promoting it, had a really well-made website, all social media platform, Telegram, etc. So it seemed promising to me. I decided to set an alarm for 9 a.m., which was the launch time. And I decided to invest a little over $3,000 into it. Yeah. My hope was if I, get an early, if I get in early, I can possibly 5 to 10x my money and get out. Purchased the coin and watched the buy and sell orders fly in. Then a massive amount of buys and zero sells. I didn't think much of it, but I go and shower for work and I come out and it goes from 0.07 to 0.0001. They dumped everything. No one was able to sell. The developers cashed out and I lost everything. I honestly am at a point in my life where my job is making me so depressed. So like a lot of people, I'm looking for a get rich quick method. What did I say? What did I say? Oh, wait, we're going to we're going to dismantle this before we move on to the next one. OK, don't worry. And meme coins seem to be what the hype is all about now. But because of my irrational decisions and not enough research, I am now down three thousand dollars, which isn't a lot to most people. But this was pretty much all of my savings, as with most the case with a lot of these bag holders. I know that's a stupid decision to make, but it made sense to me and I'm just doing my part and warning people to always do research and be cautious and never invest money you can't lose. No, it's gamble. Um, I'm losing my mind over this. Honestly, I can't focus at work. I can't eat and I probably won't sleep, but lessons aren't free in life. And I hope this can help someone. I hope this can help someone out there before they make the same mistake I did. Take care. Okay, before we dive into the next one, Nico, I, 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 before I comment, go ahead. Uh, dude, man, I, I, I've been mentioning that, you know, okay, first of all, let's, let's, let's focus on the, the $3,000 number, okay? Money's relative, okay? So you have to understand that, you know, $3,000 could mean a lot of money for, for someone. $10,000 could mean a lot of money for someone as well a hundred thousand dollars could mean a lot of money for someone a million dollars could mean a lot of money for someone at the same time a million dollars could mean not that much money for someone so money's completely relative to his his life specifically that three thousand dollars was more than he could afford to lose like he said that was his life savings he sounded like a young guy but he's still got plenty of time but anyways dude if he just took the long time preference and put that money into Bitcoin, again, he wouldn't have gotten rich overnight like he was hoping. But, you know, over the years, his wealth would have grown slowly and it would have been it wouldn't have been debased like if he kept his money in fiat. Now, another thing that I wanted to point out before I shut up, Phil, is, dude, it says it right there. There's a lot of desperate people in this world that hate their jobs they want to get out of the rat race i i know the feeling phil i know that you know the feeling it's it's mm -hmm. a horrible feeling 
You're going in every every day, day in, day out, doing something that you don't want to do, but you have to do to put food on the table. And that is what the shitcoiners, that is specifically who they go after. Because they're trying to give trying to get you that way out. Now here's the thing. There is a way out. It's called Bitcoin. All you have to do is fiat mine for a couple years, four years, five years, six years, and you'll start to see that you will accumulate more wealth than you ever thought possible. But it isn't a get-rich-quick scheme. It takes time. It takes discipline. It takes dedication of buying a little bit of Bitcoin every day or every week. And like I said before, money's relative, whatever you could afford. Sucks, but at least he learned his lesson. Phil? So, uh, yeah, before I dive into my points on this article, I just want to make a, a point about what you just said, which is so essentially... The majority of us don't don't realize this, right? But when we have no savings or anything like that, um, we're really at the mercy of our day to day job and something that's very important, which is extremely difficult to do for most people. But it can absolutely be done if we really look at our, you know, our finances, honestly, is you try to accumulate approximately, let's say, um, you know, uh, like, let's say. Uh, what you would need for like one to two years. Okay. And that kind of changes the framing of a person's mind when they're in their job. Like there's plenty of people out there who love what they do. But then to Nico's point, there's plenty of people who absolutely grow to loathe what they do or they just simply hate it and they're stuck. And in that case, one of the worst things that we do, right, is given to low time uh, into uh, sorry, high time preference type of behavior, right? We end up like, you know, either eating crap or abusing our bodies and whatnot. And it just becomes this unvirtuous cycle of pain. Okay, so really, we, we can actually get out of those things by, you know, obviously taking on positive habits, but thinking positively and at the same time, accumulating our wealth, you know, whatever wealth we have, because that is a way out of the actual daily grind like that. That truly is because it allows you the opportunity so that when the when something good does show up, you have the means to take a risk. And to dive into that if you don't ever give yourself the means to dive into a risk that could become life-changing for yourself i'm not necessarily talking about bitcoin i'm talking about a business or a venture or something like that like you you're never going to get out of that you know we never get out of that wheel anyways okay enough with my my, my personal uh per personal finance garbage okay or, or you could be a complete degenerate max out your credit cards borrow money from your ex-girlfriends and your mother and put all of that into bitcoin Okay, take, we're not take, suggesting you do that. Take the Nico route, baby. No, I'm just kidding. Follow Phil's advice. It's sounder. Uh, Anyways, Phil, what's okay. the next fail? No, wait, I didn't even comment on this one. I just wanted to add my couple of points on this, okay? <laughs> just quickly on this. Yeah, I had to give my personal finance take because you gave that take, and I'm like, all right, we got to add another piece to this. Okay, but so look, just to wrap up this fail, this kid gave all the red flags. He talked about the nice website. He talked about all the great social media exposure. Guys, people, this is what they do. It's a marketing gig. They make it look like it's amazing, like it's the next big thing, but it's not. It's not the next big thing. And immediately, what did he say, right? It's very telling. I thought I could easily five or 10x. Every single shit coiner is looking to dump. That's all they're looking to do is dump the bag. 
Okay. They're not looking for life changing money. They're not looking for, you know, to be able to change the system to make a better future for the future generations. They are looking at right here, right now. I want to dump my bag and get some useless crap so that I can, you know, signal. Anyways. All right. Amen. Let's move on. Amen. What's the next fail, Phil? Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. By All the right, way, don't listen to Nico's advice. Okay. And if you're the type of person that would listen to my advice, you're not going to listen to anyone anyways. <laughs> it's true, actually. Um, but, um, okay, here we go. So the next one, so 2017 shitcoiners may remember this the, this coin, this token, Omis Go. Okay, I remember oh! I, got, I, got, I got sucked into this garbage uh, way back in the day. Uh, because I, I got sucked into their, you know, their, their whole white paper and everything. I was like, oh my god, this thing's amazing. It could be like Bitcoin. Oh my god, oh, it's oh my retarded. god I remember. Sorry, I can't I say that. You gotta bleep that out. Um, but, um, no, that, that's ridiculous, you know? It, it just, it's completely ridiculous. That thing is not, it's not like Bitcoin at all. Anyways, I digress. Take a look at the chart. Look what happened. OMG down 30% in minutes. Okay, and you can just see this giant chart just tank from 17 bucks all the way down to 12.50. Okay, which is really interesting because I believe it did a similar move in 2018. Okay, <laughs> anyways, I, I don't really remember so many things tanked on me and, and took away my Bitcoin. All right, before I dive into this, I want to give a shout out to Neurosploit, right? He tagged us in this rug pull, so thank you. Thank you very much, my man. All right, let's dive into it. So, OMG tanks over 25% as exchanges see record inflows, okay? So when an exchange sees record inflows, it means people are sending their bags to the exchanges to be dumped, right? Just so we understand that. Very interesting, right? This Boba airdrop snapshot thing. Now, this was a huge scam that we used to run into in 2017 all the time, but we're going to dive into this one in particular. OMG, the native token of the OMG network layer two scaling protocol for Ethereum offering faster and cheaper transactions crashed on Friday. Centralized exchanges registered a net inflow of 5.7 million OMG tokens on Friday, the largest influx on record. Increased transfer of coins to exchanges represent investors intention to sell, while continued outflow is a sign of solid holding sentiment. Clearly, that's not what's happening here. And we can see by this screenshot from Glassnode. The price sell-off and exchange inflows picked up the pace during Asian trading hours after Boba Network, a, layer, a new Layer 2 product created by blockchain developer Enya, in collaboration with OMG Network, announced a snapshot, a Polaroid record, of balances held by OMG holders on the Ethereum Network and the Boba Network. Now, let me tell you, this is the type of garbage we used to see. This is the partnership parade. Okay, so check this out. We've got we've got Enya in collaboration with OMG and they're bringing to you Boba. Oh, my gosh. It's like this is such utter nonsense. Okay, this is this is total mental diarrhea. Okay, that's all this is. All right. Anyways, on November 19th, these recorded wallets still receive. So this is great, right? So th this is the part that this is where you understand how the you know how people talk about pump pumponomics or something like that. Well, this is dumponomics. 
Okay, this is this is like the art of the dump. On November 19th, these recorded wallets will receive free BOBA governance tokens in proportion to their OMG holdings at the snapshot time. That's right. So all you had to do was hold this crap in your wallet, which is why everybody was holding it off the exchanges. Otherwise, this would have already been sitting on the exchanges. But the way this stuff usually works is that you can't hold in an exchange or quite often you cannot hold in an exchange wallet. Okay, so you have to move this crap to your hardware wallet, okay, or your software wallet, whatever you have that you're holding this garbage in, and you wait so that your, you know, so that your holdings get captured by this snapshot. And then you're going to get airdropped this free token. So what do you think is going to happen? You're going to dump your bags as soon as you're done. So a lot of people flood in and they hold OMG in order to get the free token. Then as soon as the snapshot is taken, they dump their bags. I know this because I was a bag holder once upon a time. So I completely know how this works. Yeah, that's right. You know, we like, man, when we understand this stuff, you know, we're not just like shitcoiners selling you hopium, telling you, oh my God, this is going to be amazing. Or we're sour Bitcoiners that never, you know, that never looked at this garbage. No, you know, like I understand exactly how this garbage works and it's utter trash. Anyways, mm -hmm. the... The uptick in the lead up to the airdrop snapshot and the subsequent sell off is related to the buy the rumor, sell the fact, but it's really sell the news trade often observed in stock markets and recently seen in Bitcoin. So this is kind of interesting, a little bit of a shitcoin angle on this this article. Right. So uh, like to me, like the, the writer is a shitcoin sympathizer and, and they try to draw attention to the fact that, wait a second, this this. This is no different. This is no different than what we see in the stock market. This is no different than what we've seen in, in Bitcoin. No, no, no. This is completely different. Okay. This is, this is just complete scam. That's all that is. Okay. You go take a look at the chart. It, it shows it to you straight up. It pumps right up and it dumped. It reminds me of, um, you know, that, that famous video from the Twitch guy. <laughs> And he was showing you, it's like the squid, it's the squid, it's like, oh my god, it's going to zero! Like, so the market cap is 2.168 trillion dollars. And now the market, oh! Oh, it went to zero! Yo! <laughs> it, that that chart looks exactly the same but while while you were saying that story and you know it was that you were you were showing the the article um dude the entire time i just felt like stacking so that's what i did i stacked live while you were doing the daily fail but dude i do remind i do remember that token omegaza go and it was <laughs> So I I don't know, bro. It was so well promoted. Something in Thai. It was something was happening in Thailand about it. Right? Like it was. It was. It was crazy. You know. Um, I I for sure dabbled or bought some of it back in 2017. You know, before before you just you just don't know back then. You know, you're just like, oh, this is the next new thing. I don't even know what it does. Um, but dude, you know, it, it, it's it's funny because this is what happens every single cycle. You know, every single bull run, every single boom cycle, same thing happens. It's like the new iterations of shit coins. Uh, replace the old iterations of shitcoins, and those old iter old iterations of shitcoins 
trend to zero towards Bitcoin, and then the new ones take their place, and then everyone gets excited because they're outperforming Bitcoin in the short term, right? But over the years, they all trend to zero versus Bitcoin, right? So it's just history repeating itself. But man, that was that was like a nice memory. A nice. Right? I don't know. I don't know if it was a nice memory, but it was a memory of of uh, you know 2017, 2016. So it, it yeah, came. Man. It came back to rug in the next bull market. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm it, saying. It's, like, it's, it's the. It's the. You know. It's the shitcoin that keeps on giving. It's right. The shit it's coin. like, hey, I've come back to rug you again. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly. Oh, it's God. the shitcoin that keeps on giving. O O M G. No pun right? intended. But anyways, <laughs> Phil, it's time for the daily meme review. The Daily Meme Review is brought to you by Citadel21. It's the best Bitcoin cultural zine. Get yourself a physical copy. Check out how beautiful the artwork is. It's different on every volume, and there's only a 1,000 copies made per volume. That means that they're scarce. Get yourself a copy today, citadel21.com. All right, everybody, check out the first meme for today for the meme review. Brought to us by the legendary RD underscore BTC, part of the meme factory that doesn't exist. Um, anyways, check it out. Gold bugs, Bitcoiners, gold bugs. Have fun seeing more. <laughs> Beautiful work, RD. Beautiful work. Next one by RD. Let's check it out. Me talking about anything. Me talking about Bitcoin. <sighs> And this is exactly yep. why I don't have friends anymore. Moving on yep. to the next one. <laughs> Nobody wants to talk to me. <laughs> it's like you're the guy that gets invited to the party. Let me tell you about Bitcoin, bro. It's going to change everything. It's like they don't know. <laughs> My wife rolls her eyes. When, when people ask about Bitcoin, they're like, oh, you're into Bitcoin. And like she'll be like, no, no. Dude, I've no, gone into don't the start that. You know the you know the 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 regular questions like so what do you do and I'm and I just go oh my god oh my god this is a rabbit hole yeah it's like what do you do oh man you know because it's just gonna lead to question after question and then you're gonna <laughs> give them the whole spiel because you love it you know but anyways uh next one is brought to us by our bed out our bed out uh our tap tap root activating spot ETF. <laughs> Absolutely correct. That's the signal. That's the noise. Moving on to the next one. Um, it is brought to us by Joey Politano and Americans complaining about 6% inflation. Argentinians with 6% monthly inflation. <laughs> savage. Savage. Savage, uh, savage memes. Good memes. I like them. They made me laugh. And for that, Phil, I'm going to give it this hoodie that was given to us by a fan. You can go check it out. It's called Represent. Really cool, really cool stuff. Look, it looks cool. It's black. I like it. What about you, Phil? Man, awesome memes, right? And again, what meme factory? There is no meme factory. But there's a meme factory. All right. I am giving it this. And of course, because I'm nuts, I keep everything in the package. Stereo tech deck. I've had this thing for years. Bro. I keep these things in the package. Everything stays mint. What a throwback. <laughs> I remember those. I would. Ne I can never get... I, I, I never 
got to do the kickflip on it. Okay. I could do the ollie on it, but I never got to do the kickflip on it. People I, I are people sick at it. Hold on, I tell people this story all the time, and I'm sure there are hundreds of old skaters just like me that used to do the same thing in school, using your pencils or a, a popsicle stick or whatever the hell you could find to use as a skateboard on your on your desk, okay? And and I, I, I swear I created tech decks like three years before they ever came out. And I swear to you when they came out, I was like, damn it! I'm like, damn it, I could have made that! I already thought of that! Anyways, but I, it's not just me, because I know ideas are just out there and like everybody's having them, right? So like, you know when you're thinking of something, there's like five other people at least that are thinking the same thing. It, Anyways. It, it, it's not the person who thinks of the idea, it's the person that execute yes! the idea. And yes, there's this exactly. there's this concept of inevitability. So for example, there was always going to be a YouTube, right? The technology was there. It just happened to be that that person specifically, I forget who I forget who the original founder of YouTube was, but I'll pop it up. He was the that was the platform that caught on and then Google eventually bought it but if he didn't invent that for whatever reason someone else would have came up with the same exact same exact thing because it was a it was necessary and the technology was available at the time for it anyways so i really believe in that concept right the eventuality of technology but anyways um guys do you agree with our memes no do you agree with our reviews let us our know reviews. down in the comment and of course join our telegram group Link us some Bitcoin memes to review because we need we need to review them. But Bitcoin memes, don't send us shitcoin memes. That, that those are bad. We're not going to review them. Anyways, Phil, it's time for the daily news. Brought to you by CryptoCloaks.com. Get yourself the best 3D printed Bitcoin merch like the Bitcoin Freedom Grenade Art. Super cool. Like the 3D printed Honey Badger. Super sick stuff. Take advantage of the link down below for 5% off anything on the store, CryptoCloaks.com. All right, everybody. This is awesome. Taproot is a major improvement for Bitcoin. We're going to get into the details of that in a second. It activates in one day, meaning we won't have an episode the day that does activate. So we're going to cover it today. By the time you see this, it will already have been activated. But what I want to focus on, Phil, really quickly before I get into the details is this was all done in a decentralized manner there was no vitalik there was no ceo at the top there was no person it was miners that were willing right to signal for taproot and we had we it, they got a, a necessary amount of the mining network to agree i think the threshold was 90 percent that was achieved completely in a decentralized fashion if that didn't work, we would have done the same thing that we did in the fork wars, a user activated soft fork, if all else fails, to get this improvement. So this idea that you can't improve something without centralization, <coughs> Ethereum, is utter dog shit. Anyways, moving on, what is Taproot? That's an excellent idea. I found this article by the Monty Fool that really, really gets into the crux of it. Phil, could you be so kind and read this? Because you know I'm going to fuck up. A major advancement. Two changes to the Bitcoin network's underlying code or protocol will take place with the Taproot upgrade. The first is replacing the cryptocurrency's elliptic curve digital signature algorithm, abbreviated as ECDSA, 
cryptography with that of the Schnorr signature algorithm shorted to SSA sounds complicated, but here's what it means for users. If 10 different users sent BTC to a single wallet address public key, under the current setup, it would appear on Bitcoin's ledger as 10 separate transactions. But using SSA, or Schnorr Signature Algorithm, Bitcoin's network will be able to bundle these 10 transactions into one transaction with a unique key. Secondly, the Taproot upgrade will be able to compress complex conditions required for transactions into one single line of data under what's called the Merkle... What is that? The Merklezid and Alternative Script Trees. I definitely butchered that that word anyways mast to the blockchain's code making it more streamlined process these changes are revolutionary as both transactions and conditions for their execution take up storage on the blockchain and bitcoin's transaction fees increase when more space is used up lower fees would incentivize far more transactions on the network as well as merchant adoption but that's just the first perk the second perk is that users will have much more privacy when it comes to using Bitcoin. Indeed, its digital record of transactions, otherwise known as the public ledger, unintentionally made Bitcoin less private than cash. As a result, noisy blockchain analytic firms can monitor users' transactions and uncover their personal information based on their public key. But when transactions are bundled together with just one unique key, it's much harder to deduce who sent the BTC. This will make BTC compete better with coins designed to obfuscate wallet addresses and shield observers from tracing transactions. In brackets, privacy shitcoins. The final perk is that smart contracts would become more affordable on Bitcoin's network. The technology behind Bitcoin is pretty old, and until Taproot goes live, it uh, it can only handle up to four transactions per second. Each basic transaction sending money from A to B costs about $5 to $75. And with smart contracts, users, uh, users would need to pay astronomically more in fees as they take up more space on the blockchain. So really, really, really cool stuff, right? So it improves privacy. It adds capabilities to um, it to to Bitcoin, right? To develop smart contracts on top of Bitcoin, right? And again, it condenses a bunch of transactions, so there's more room. You don't have to make the blocks bigger, but there's more room for more transactions in each block since the uh, you know the transactions are bundled together really cool stuff and um the i just wanted to touch upon this second paragraph where it says it's gonna improve privacy now right after taproot uh privacy analytics firms like chain analysis won't be able to tell the difference between a bitcoin transaction and a lightning network transaction they won't be able to tell and they won't be able to tell the difference between a regular Bitcoin transaction and a multi-sig uh, signature transaction. So it's really good for the overall privacy of the Bitcoin network and allows more capability by shrinking or, you know, kind of those complicated methods and things that we can't pronounce. But it's good. And I hope uh, I hope this article summarized it for you guys. But anyways, moving on to the news check this out phil square reports 42 million dollars in bitcoin profits for the third quarter of 2021 payments company square said thursday that it made 1.82 billion dollars in bitcoin revenue during the third quarter of 2021 via its cash app producing 42 million dollars in gross profits from bitcoin now why the f are we covering this like this is like something that you see and you're like okay that's cool let me tell you why 
this is the noise, but the signal is capitalism, baby. If a public company like Square is pulling up these types of profits by just selling Bitcoin, who else is going to follow? I know PayPal follows. Check this mm-hmm. out. Even on their homepage, buy, sell, and hold crypto with confidence. And they were also forced to allow withdrawals of Bitcoin, unlike Robinhood, because, of course, they want to keep up with their competitors. And you know who else is noticing? Banks, baby. So Commonwealth Bank of Australia now provides crypto trading services. So I hope I'm painting a picture of what's happening here, right? People are seeing what's happening in Square. People are seeing, um, you know, banks are seeing that. Uh, other competitors like PayPal is seeing that. They're getting into the shit coining and, you know, they're going down the shit coining uh, route, right? But people are paying attention that, holy shit, I could make money on this. That's the incentives of Bitcoin. So if, if commercial banks don't offer it, they're just giving that business away to somebody else, right? The only thing that concerns me about this, right? And I'm glad that Jack Dorsey's head of, you know, Square, and I really think he took the orange pill. He allows withdrawals. He's already denominating on SATs. The only thing to keep an eye out is whether the banks, when they start offering this to their clients, are going to allow their clients to take self-custody. Because if they don't, that defeats the entire purpose. PayPal was forced. They had their hands forced. Robinhood, you saw it. 1.6 million Robinhood customers still waiting on the Bitcoin waitlist withdrawal. Do they have that much Bitcoin? Who knows, right? But the point is, man, is that if you're buying Bitcoin, no matter the exchange, take self-custody or else it defeats the entire purpose of buying Bitcoin, which is taking the power back your sovereignty back your financial sovereignty back and not putting your future your destiny in someone else's hands and if history is a teacher that doesn't end so well phil i just also want to add mastercard to that list mastercard is also going to allow you know because of course they have a massive moat to defend um I, yeah, I definitely think this is a double-edged sword scenario. I don't care for these banks to have custody services um, because, to be perfectly honest, the banks uh, in, in our particular system that we have right now are like prison guards. Um, so, you know, like, your, your money is essentially held hostage. So, I, I you know, I, I got mixed feelings about it. I mean, I, I'm kind of being hi- even hypocritical about that. I don't have mixed feelings about it. I think it's not... I, I think it's, you know what, perception-wise to the average person, I understand that it's good and all that stuff, and it brings more people to Bitcoin and all that wonderful stuff. But at the end of the day, I, I don't really care for the institutions that have essentially been, you know, the, uh, you know, I guess we'd say the wardens of the government when it comes to the money. So, you know what, I, I think that if they want to stay relevant, sure, you know, they got to talk Bitcoin. But I think to your point, if they don't allow and if they don't and not only that, but if they don't promote self-custody, um, I just, you know, I, I think it's just more of the same. You more know, I same. think these institutions, I think these institutions are going to have to figure out a different way to add value in a Bitcoin economy. I, I think that unfortunately we have a lot of sorry to say this, but a lot of, you know, bullshit fiat businesses that exist because they have to exist because people's money is worth 
not as much as it should and it loses value. So it forces everybody to go out there and grind, right? Like this is, this is what it is, you know? So it's making people go out and do these shitty jobs they don't want to do. So, yeah. And it's also, I don't know. I don't know how that all came together, but that's just what happened. No, that was that was <laughs> awesome. That was awesome thought, and it, it it over financializes the economy as well. Like these giant wealth management banks, right? Like J.P. Morgan, like uh, Goldman Sachs, right? That exist because the wealthy need to figure out a way to maintain their wealth because they can't just have it in fiat because it's constantly losing value right in a bitcoin world where it's deflationary all of a sudden those businesses right man what are they gonna do phil we were joking about this the other day when wells fargo offered actively managed bitcoin portfolio like what are they doing checking the block kite <laughs> Dude, it's like, <laughs> what else are they going to do? It's like making sure the seed is written correctly. Like, what are they going to do? They're going to test the hardware wallets. So you know what, Nico? You bring up a good point. They're going to have like a, 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 you know, like a USB, you know, like a USB hub. And they're going to test out the hardware wallets. Mm. They're going to make sure that it powers on and that they can log into it. Ah, uh, that makes sense. That makes yes. sense. But speaking of, speaking of, not speaking of, actually. Well, you guys know the drill. We think the fiat system is collapsing, and, you know, we, we kind of made a pledge to you guys that we we're going to cover every mainstream media article that is showing the demise, the denial, and the clown world that is happening. Phil, this is real. <laughs> this is not a joke. This is not a parody. Infl did... Inflation is good for you. Don't panic. Inflation is bad for the 1%, but helps out almost everyone else. The exact opposite of that statement is true. I'll get to that in a second, but is I just want to- glue? Just want to read, <laughs> apparently, I don't know. The inflation freakout is all about a class conflict. In fact, it may be the fundamental class conflict that between creditors and debitors, a fight that's been going on since the foundation of the United States. That's because inflation is often good for most of us, but it's terrible for the kinds of people who own corporate news outlets or, say, founded coal firms, and a panic about inflation usually creates the conditions to weaken the power of the working people. Okay. Can I just say one thing before you go on? Sure. One thing. If, you, if, if, if a person honestly believes that having to that having to earn more and more to keep the same standard of living. Okay. If a person thinks that there's something wrong with them, bro, there, there, I'm sorry there, there's something wrong with you. Like that, that is something you have to fix. Like that doesn't make sense, dude. It, and it's not supposed, <laughs> it's not supposed to make sense. You know, that is literally like, like, you know, it, it, it's it's what um, Matt Hill said the other day. It's like it's supposed to make it chaotic so you don't understand what's going on. And they're trying to hide what is obvious. Now, I want to go back to what he was saying because he, he, he took the class argument, classic Marxism, by the way. Yes. And he, he basically said, OK, you know, inflation is actually good for the working class, but it's bad for the wealthy we have the receipts and we're going to show you we're going to try to make a case that the exact opposite is true 
right? So check this out. This is uh, essentially a survey of Americans about wealth inequality in this country, how it's come about. And this is the first example, right? This is what socialism would look like, right? Everyone's wealth is distributed equally, uh, you know, equally, right? Uh, here's what most Americans believe is ideal, right? You know, so the wealthy have a little bit more and the poor have a little bit less, right? Um, this is what Americans think the reality is, right? Uh, the poor have, you know, very little and the wealthy have a lot. And this is the actual wealth distribution, right? So literally the top 1% owns 40% and the bottom half don't even have nothing nothing it's literally, literally nothing 15% right so why does this happen let's check out this awesome website called what the f happened in 1971 so 1971 was when richard nixon took us off the gold standard right and a lot of interesting things started happening then when he, when we got disconnected from real money right because the thing is with real money it has a cost to produce right it's not free but with fake money with fiat money the cost to produce that money is zero so the first the person that gets that money first the state and the top 1% that are close to the money spigot are the and Wall ones, Street and Wall Street are the ones to benefit first. So check this out, right? Wages and co and productivity, compensation and, and productivity were steadily had the way it should be. Then what happened? Productivity. So how hard you work, right? Went higher and compensation literally stayed flat, right? So again, this website just gives you more and more and more data right relentless 50-year decline in where in wages share of the economy's total income right but check this out income share of top one percent relative to bottom 90 percent 1971 right and check this out right so it's really showing you what this is showing you right but this guy would like you to believe that inflation is actually good for the working class. All right, so let's move on. Let, let, let's talk about that for a second. So this is the M1 money supply that we've shown you millions of times on the show. We're gonna keep showing you because we're gonna literally put it into your brain to tell you how effed up the you know the system is and so that you have something to talk about in Thanksgiving to your crazy uncle. But check this out. This is the amount of money that they printed this year alone. Right. And according to this guy, right, in this article, that amount of money printing actually benefited the working class. Right. But let's check out the actual S&P 500, because the only people that are able to afford equities, right, able to afford stocks and real estate. You notice the price of real estate going up. You notice that your house 30 percent higher. Have you noticed the stock market just keep going up even though we're in the middle of the pandemic? That is directly correlated to the money printing, right? That's right. So what happens when they print all of that money? We've showed you record amount of inflation. And what percentage of the U.S. economy 
um, of the U.S. population saves in cash. The lower end of the economy, the lower middle class that can't afford stocks, that can't afford equities, that can't afford housing. So they're literally being stolen from. That wealth is being redistributed, taken from the people that are saving in cash and given back to the government and given back to the wealthy elite, BlackRock, Vanguard, all of that jazz, so that they can go and buy some more properties to make things even more expensive so that you get even poorer. But this article would like you to think that it's a class struggle and it has nothing to do with with the amount of money printing that's hurting you has everything to do with oh it's some you know guy twirling his mustache saying this inflation is hurting us inflation benefits the elites it benefits the top one percent and i'll show you i i i I bring receipts we bring receipts this is simply bitcoin check it out u.s billionaires got 62 percent richer during the pandemic now they're up 1.8 trillion so could it be that this money printing smp going higher who is it really benefiting why is it that that middle um that small businesses that have been forced to close down lockdown why is it that people aren't going to work why is it that people are struggling Right, you go to your, you know, your grocery shop, your alcohol, you know, shop, whatever. It's empty. But the billionaires, they get richer even with the inflation. But this article is telling you otherwise. But again, don't take it from me. Take it from Ray Dalio, a billionaire himself, billionaire investor. Ray Dalio warns. This is an article from Bloomberg. Billionaire investor Ray Dalio warns inflation is driving down real wealth. No shit. Some people make the mistake of thinking that they are getting richer because they are seeing their assets go up in price without seeing how their buying power is being eroded. Now here's the signal, and this is where I'm going to tie it up. The ones most hurt are the ones who have their money in cash. So to that guy that wrote that article in The Intercept and try to make it political... Because the working class that you say that you're trying to help, you're actually making them poorer by writing that type of shit. Inflation hurts the poor because they don't have the means to buy equities and buy real estate. They save in cash. Period. So with those articles, we're going to keep debunking them every single time because there is no one else to counter their bs narrative phil yeah that that article is absolutely awful and it's completely disingenuous um you know just i just want to take a little twist on what you just said inflation hurts the poor the most okay like that 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 really is what happens but make no mistake it erodes everybody's value. The only difference is, is that there's a very small percentage of the population that can still continue to benefit as the erosion occurs. 
Okay, that that's really what's happening. The other thing I wanted to say is that website WTF happened in 1971. Everybody should have that bookmarked. Okay, because that is a that that is a website representing our financial slavery. Okay, like you can see this. Like we, you know, we have been tricked out of time that we can never get back. And if we do not start to try to get this time, I shouldn't say get this time back, but to start to get the value for our time going forward, it's only going to get harder and harder. Because make no mistake, you know, these, these, you know, the, the banking cartel, so to speak, is buying up more and more assets. Take a look at BlackRock, right? With the money With, that they're printing. That they're printing, exactly. This is the thing, right? They're getting it from nothing. This is what's psychotic. And to go back to what you said about this disingenuous schmuck that wrote that article, look, that that is, that I, you know what? To me, a person that does something like that, okay, even if it's ignorance, that, that's like contempt for humanity. Yeah. Okay. Like you don't even you don't even realize what you're doing is so psychotic and evil. It is, man. It's it's inflation. It's, that 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 is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Well, one of them, anyways. It's pure. It's pure evil. It's 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 pro, it's straight up propaganda. I'm sure he oh, doesn't yeah. believe it himself, right? And dude, it comes from a mainstream publication, right? Yeah. Guys, these types of articles and this type of rhetoric, and we've been on we've been on point about this stuff is going to keep intensifying the more and more they lose the narrative the control on the narrative of inflation right mm -hmm. you can you, you could make propaganda about everything but making propaganda about a narrative about inflation is extremely difficult you want to know why because the price at the pump doesn't lie the price at the supermarket doesn't lie Right. So they can only do this for so long. They can't they they can't control this if they if they raise the rates. Right. If they they slow down the money printing, that S&P thing that you just saw. Crashes and it's, it's not only going to hurt the top one per hand, it hurts everybody, the pension funds, people's employment, people are, you know, uh, companies are going to have to let off let off stuff if they keep printing at the rate they're printing inflation. That is the the issue that they have right now, and they don't know how to figure it out. So if you wanna you wanna you want a lifeboat, get the orange lifeboat, buy yourself some Bitcoin. At least that's our favorite thing to protect ourselves from. But anyways, Phil, there was an open source software release today. Why don't you tell everybody about it? Software releases. The software releases are brought to you by cyphersafe.io. Check them out. This is where you store your seed. It is a metal backup for your seed. This thing is not getting destroyed. Check out the link down below in the show notes. All right, we've got Spectre Desktop version 1.7.1. Check them out. You can use them for a multi-sig solution. Amazing piece of software. Check it out down below in the show notes. Awesome. Thank you, Phil. All right, guys, that was our show. If you enjoyed the show, smash that like button. And of course, follow us on Rumble. Subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Simply Bitcoin. Subscribe to Spotify, Simply Bitcoin, in case YouTube decides to. And of course, definitely consider subscribing if you enjoyed the show. And we'll see you on Monday for another episode of Simply Bitcoin. Reality shouldn't become a psyop. We'll